0: Live from the WNSR's Strike and Spare Studios. Just
1: a bit outside.
0: It's The McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane.
2: Throw
0: me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, what Now, The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin.
3: Yes, it is time for the McFarland Show here on WNSR. Darren and Justin here for the next two hours. Strike and spare family fun center studio. Devlin, not a McFarland. McKenzie is alongside as well. Bill Keene will join us in about 15 minutes. We'll talk all things college football. Boy, there's things always going on when it comes to college football. Emma Lincoln will join us to begin the second hour. Predators back from a long break tonight, hosting the Vegas Golden Knights at Bridgestone Arena. I'll actually be in attendance tonight, looking forward to that. We'll see how this team responds to finishing up that break where they've been gone for a week and a half on a heater. Three really good wins against three playoff teams. And so we'll see how they respond to the all-star break. And uh, tonight it'll come against a Vegas team that uh, has not been playing well of late. Uh, They've been uh, leaking oil a little bit so we'll see if the Predators can take advantage of that this evening Justin there is news on the Titans front there and is we appreciate this literally right before the open and right before the show but you probably news. have not heard absolutely yeah I would say 98% of our audience is unaware of where we're going with this but Mike Vrabel has made an announcement mm-hmm. on his coaching staff yes he has they have found themselves an offensive coordinator yes they did For the 98% who have no idea who it could be right now, blurt out who you think it is. Just say it out loud. What do you think? We're going to give you a couple seconds. Do it now. Are you sure? Okay. Are you sure? Is that your final answer? Are you sure? Do it one more time. Out loud right now. Hmm. Okay, you're locked in. Hmm. You're locked in. Hmm. So you know what your answer is. Let's see if you're right. Let's find out who is right. The Titans have named Tim Kelly as their new offensive coordinator. Who had it? Congratulations to those who had Tim Kelly. Who had Tim Kelly as the new OC? Are you familiar with that name? Probably uh, are. Yeah. Yeah. He's been on staff. Yeah. He was the passing game coordinator. So, Eric Bieniemy. a lot of people were trying to connect the dots with Matt Nagy from the Chiefs. Oh, waiting for the Super yeah. Bowl to be over. And then the Titans will name either Eric Bieniemy or Matt Nagy. Well, if that was your answer, if that's what you blurted out loud. Yeah. Or no. even maybe Luke Steckle. Maybe you maybe you said Luke Steckle. Oh, I don't know. Luke Steckle. I All don't right. know who
2: people said. I hadn't heard that one. Yeah. I don't okay. know. Okay.
3: He's still on their staff. He didn't go anywhere. Well, that's right. He didn't get the job. So, remember, it went to Kellen Moore. Yes. Tim Kelly mm. has been elevated to OC. Your thoughts?
2: Uh, yeah. it's, it's not a name that I don't think is going to get Titans fans uh, extremely exciting, uh, excited. rather. Uh, what's interesting is I've been looking over... Uh, tim kelly's resume prior to getting to this point and i think in a job like this i think resume and coaching dna is is very important because you can't coach what you don't know it's real simple you are going to run what you know you are so who, who and what is tim kelly exactly and what does he know that's a great question so tim kelly has spent time if you want to go all the way back 2008 2009 he was at uh, Illinois uh, Westland there. Uh, he was uh, spent some time there. Later on, he was at Minnesota State Moorhead. Lately, he's been with Ball State, Penn State as a graduate assistant. He was at Penn State. Then he made the leap to the NFL. 2014-15, he was the offensive quality control coach for the Houston Texans. He then rose up the ranks to assistant offensive line coach, tight ends coach. Then in the 2019. He became the offensive coordinator while he remained 2019 to 2021 where he was the offensive coordinator for your Houston Texans uh, until he left that job in 2021. So that's who Tim Kelly is. Uh, That's where he came from. I don't know what, if anything, we can gain from that. Uh, You just have to look back over the head coaches and the offensive philosophy that he's learned while he was with those teams and what the Titans website touts about Tim Kelly, and by the way, in case you're wondering, yes, the Titans website has already updated his title. He is on their website right now as the offensive coordinator right how did, now. How do they do it so quick? Uh, maybe it's somehow they knew. You, th- you think they knew? I, I believe that, you know, okay. somebody passed him the word. Okay. Uh, because he knew people like me were perhaps going to visit the website. So they're giving Tim Kelly the credit, Darren for uh, Davis Mills setting the franchise rookie records for passing yards as well as uh, second among NFL rookies for passer rating is what they're saying. Uh, They also said Brandon Cooks had a good year. Deshaun Watson had a good year in 2020.
3: So this is what I want to know. What is the real story behind the scenes? We're never going to know, I don't think. Yeah,
2: another 10, 15 years. I don't think.
3: But I, do, I, I would really love to know what went on behind the scenes. Because you want to know who said no. Yeah. That's what you want. Well, yeah. You I want to know, know
2: who said no. Or
3: who said yes, and then they got into negotiations, and then things fall apart, right? You, that, that
2: happens all the time. Uh,
3: you know I pointed oh, out one What oh, I yeah. heard somebody agreed. They started getting there. Uh, by the way, yeah, the Arizona GM job. Someone agreed in Cunningham. Yeah. They got into negotiations. This is what I was told. And oh, it's been apart. widely
2: reported now. Good for yeah, Lonnie Austin out. for it, oh, right?
3: Yeah. He got the job fell from in. the Titans, so good for him. But I don't believe he was their first choice, at least not from what I was being told. It doesn't matter what choice you were, but I'm just saying those things do happen. Oh, yeah. I just want to know what is the story. Yeah. Did, did someone did was it Matt Nagy? And then his representation started talking with the Titans, and they started going back and forth. And the mm-hmm. next thing you know, things break down, things fall apart. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, did Eric, did Matt Nagy and Eric Bieniemy say, "Ah, eh, thanks, but no thanks"? I don't know. Don't know. I, I I don't know. It does. Why would Matt Nagy, who is the quarterbacks coach, and I get it, you're quarterbacking Patrick Mahomes. That usually is job security. I get that. But Matt Nagy has been a head coach in the league. He has. Matt Nagy is more than capable of also being an offensive coordinator. Sure. Why would he want to be stuck behind Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy as the third guy in Kansas City? If someone is offering him an O.C. position, that's what I would love to know. Why?
2: Well, you don't. Of course, you understand the reason behind that, right? No, you're you're, you're that's not a rhetorical question. No, you're no. literally looking for an answer. To yeah, that? I am. OK, well, the answer to that is fairly to me, it's it's pretty obvious. OK, either you believe Eric B. Enemy is going to go elsewhere and then you're going to be elevated to that position or you believe that the jobs out there are no good and you rather stay in Kansas City for another year what is probably going to be another successful year with Patrick Mahomes, you would assume, and then take your chances with a better opportunity next year. Uh, because either you're going to be elevated to an OC, or perhaps in this NFL, back to a head coach. Because somebody will look at your head coaching record, which I believe was above 500 with the Bears, yeah, I think. Wasn't, wasn't bad. Okay. It took him to the playoffs. Somebody may wasn't be looking. He the
3: coach Cody Parkey.
2: Dink. Yeah, yeah, the double doink. The doink? The double doink.
3: I said dink. Yeah. What about the doink?
2: Double doink. Both, dink and doink. He was the coach. He was the coach. I should have won. A lot of people are looking at that and saying, you know what? This guy is good. And he's been working behind Patrick Mahomes. And
3: that was with Mitch Trubisky.
2: Yes. So we're going to bring him here. You get double points for that. And we're going to give him Justin Herbert. Yeah. You know, and now we're going to give him Justin Herbert. He's going to be the guy. You know, we're gonna go that route. Or we're gonna give him our new young high-shot quarterback. Maybe Tua needs page two. Let's bring in Matt Nagy, see what he thinks. That's why you stay in Kansas City. Because if you come down here and you got questions at quarterback and if it's a disaster, guess who's fronting the disaster? You are. Now I'm good. You gotta be real confident about what you're moving into. So that's why he was staying in Kansas City. It's safer. Hmm. Long term. It's safer. Uh. There is no such thing
3: as safe being an NFL coach.
2: I mean, if we're just being honest. If you right, got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, uh, I, that, that's, that's I, fairly safe. I will
3: grant you that is about as safe as it gets. <laughs> but as we know, there is no real safe spots in the NFL. No. <laughs> like, no. there's constant fire, right? Oh, yeah. But you're right. If you if you were having to pick the safest possible spot, it would be the quarterback's coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Looks pretty so good. I'll grant you that. Looks pretty good. But also, these guys, look, who's kidding who? We know they got egos. We know what they, they – they believe in themselves. Sure. That, what, quarterbacks, coach, like you you want to – you got in this to be safe? Who, he's who, already been a head coach. He wants to be an NFL coach to be safe? He's already been a
2: head coach. In a league that's the wild, wild west. He's decided, you know what, next time I'm the head coach, we're going to do things differently. I'm going to go on my own terms because he's looking at the landscape. And listen, you know this – Teams are getting restless. You know who I've been listening to lately? The Buffalo Bills fans. You know what the Buffalo Bills fans are? They're mm. pretty ticked off because Joe Burrow has at least been to the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes yeah. has won the Super Bowl. Now he's going back to another one here. You know what they've got?
3: Nothing. There's, a real, there's now real pressure on Josh Allen. Yes. Real pressure. You know well, why?
2: Not just on Josh Allen, though.
3: You know what they feel like, though, Justin? I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll give you the perfect parallel. This market, whenever they went out, this market at that time. Mm-hmm. Same thing a year ago. Yeah. Right? Because they lost a home game when they were the number one seed, and everybody thought this was their year, yep. and they couldn't beat the Cincinnati Bengals who they sacked nine times. Yeah. This market, as you know, has probably still hasn't recovered still from that loss to the Bengals. Still a slight
2: hangover there, yeah. Yeah. So
3: and clearly the team didn't either. So the Bills are in exactly the same spot in that market as we were a year ago. And right now, I guarantee you, this, it's gone from fun, we mm-hmm. love you, oh, yeah. Bills Mafia, let's yeah, break absolutely. tables. Oh, it's we're great. the Bills fans. Oh, we're the best ever. We're the best ever. Josh Allen, uh, Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs. Woo, yeah. we're so good. Yep. To now they're going, I don't know. Yeah. Sean McDermott, he's yeah. the best. Uh, uh, now yeah. it's all of a sudden. People
2: ain't saying that anymore. There's no more. question marks. There's a lot of questions about like, marks minute, about Sean wait a McDermott. A minute, wait a minute, are we that good?
3: Yeah. Is Josh Allen? Is he Patrick Mahomes good? Yep. Is he Joe Burrow good? Yep. That's what now is happening. Oh yeah, that's what happens. What well, was bound to happen because they, you know, look, <laughs> Cincinnati is really good. Cincinnati is deserving. Yeah, sure. But I, you know, you know, I said this that whole Monday show. I, there's no way you could convince me Buffalo was going to lose that game. And by the way, they didn't only lose. Oh, yeah. They were never going to win that game. They got beat. They got beat.
2: Yeah. Beat they bad. got beat
3: solidly. They be bad. They, they were never going to win that game. No. It wasn't like they gagged it away at the end no, after no, leading no, no, the whole no, game. No. no. They were playing catch up
2: the whole they game. They were never really in the they game. They were
3: never in control. No. Never. No. They were never even in the lead. No. Ever. Yeah. That's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. You got the whole DeMar Hamlin, the oh, motivation. Sure. Oh, yeah. You got winning for DeMar. You got, you got the
2: emotion in It, are it is our year. This is the time. I mean, it's a hair short of Rudy in here. I mean, it, it is strong. And then <laughs> at home. Yeah.
3: At home. Yeah. Didn't lose on a fluky play nope. at the end of the game in Arrowhead.
2: You had everything no. you wanted. We
3: lost at home in the elements. This was our time. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a hairy offseason in Buffalo.
2: Sean McDermott is feeling the sure. heat because he's gonna go before pa- before uh, Josh Allen goes. Of course, if you got a choice, who's going? Josh. Al- <sh-> yep. Yeah. We Sean McDermott's to gonna be gone. So going back to Matt Nagy, if you're looking around for an offensive-minded coach now to take your quarterback and your receiver to the next level, you're looking around who's available. Well, Sean Payton's tied up now; he's off the board. So who's out there? I. Promise you, Matt Nagy looks more attractive being the quarterbacks coach in Kansas City than he would with a average year as the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. So that's why he's staying.
3: Yeah, 5600 eight four four fifty six hundred. Let's sneak in a phone call. Let's go up to Portland. Adam, what's up?
4: What's up? Hey, uh, Justin, you love Josh Allen, man.
2: I do. What is that? Why? I don't know. You tell me. Why do I love Josh Allen? I don't I don't know. I don't, did I did. I'm I say that? Did I miss something? Out. Did I say? What What did I say? I, I just uh, hear it in your voice. You're like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh,
4: like <laughs> I don't know, part of the fanboy. Like, part, part, part of the, the fanboy fan 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 for it it Josh up.
2: Allen? I mean, no. Nah,
4: I, I don't have any he love for Josh like, Allen
2: especially, no. Well, he's
4: done uh, exactly what Tannehill's done, so... I guess I should be this hyped up about Tannehill. It, I feel like if he wasn't so big and didn't scramble and do the I automatically get you a yard when you need a yard, then he would be Kirk Cousins, man. Ooh. Like, Kirk, Ooh. Kirk Cousins could be in Buffalo and do the same damn thing as long as he, huh? you know, if he was a little bit bigger and could scramble, they would love him the same way. Like, I've seen so many wildly inconsistent issues, and that offense is, like, way too good to be I, – I don't know. I just think people love him too much. They're like – they're two They're too behind him, and it's undeserved.
3: Oh, well look, Adam. Look, there's more people coming your way now. Okay, that's what <laughs> yeah. we're getting at. I mean, look, the real pressure is on Josh Allen now. And let me just tell you what you just said. To, when you first said it, I was like, Oh gosh, you're you're going to throw Kirk Cousins in the same breath. Well, let me tell you, if they if they fall flat on their face again next year, you know what? He will be compared to Kirk Cousins because you mm-hmm. know what the you know what the knock is on Kirk Cousins. Man, does he look good in the regular season? But boy, when he gets to the one. playoffs, forget about it. Ain't gonna win a big yeah. game. Ain't gonna win 100% a big
1: game, man. Hey, for the, especially
4: for the Titans because I know y'all y'all beat on that too. It's like well, I mean, it's just not it's not all these guys are like super special Patrick Mahomes quarterbacks. They're just not like it's so hard to find the real deal quarterback. And I think people, especially Buffalo. And, you know, look how long Chicago sucked at quarterback. Like, I mean, this is so hard to get that position right. So I think people want him to be amazing, but – I don't think he is. Like, if you took away his running ability, he is an average quarterback, man. So Let me ask you yeah, something, right, Adam. With
3: it, dude. Has Chicago ever gotten a right at quarterback? <laughs> Honestly, Grocer- I'm being serious. Grocer-Xman, man, 2006. Yeah. that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was just a one-off. I don't know if they got it right.
2: <laughs> it was he, a one-off. That defense was really yeah. good. Yeah, that, that defense mean,
3: was real. Some guy named Erlacher yeah, was Yeah, Peanut
2: Tillman <laughs> and, you know, Lance Briggs yeah. and a few of those guys. Yeah.
3: Uh, so true. let me ask you this before we go. You, so you, you're a huge, you're, you're a staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder. Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Has that been announced? Yeah. 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 It's official. Oh, God. Yeah, it I just, missed that. No, that's I how we started off the here. show. It literally happened right as the open, right before the open. Oh, I hate that so much.
4: <laughs> oh, I hate that stuff. Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. I'm done with that. I'm, that is garbage. Yeah, this is live
2: reaction, dude. I had no idea. That's, that's trash, man. I hate it. Why do you hate it so much? No, no. Elaborate, because we gotta go to break. We gotta get to Bill, but I can't let you go, Adam. Why it's do you hate like, it so much, it's, Adam?
4: It's just like it's just like the McFarland brothers. Say yeah. say somebody hated one of you. If y'all been working together forever, you're gonna act just like the other one. So that, it just sucks, man. Like, <laughs> give me something new. That's stupid. I, I'm I'm done with that.
3: All right, guys. Y'all have a good day. All right, you uh. too. <laughs> That was raw reaction That right there.
2: It was, I it was so raw, was I was concerned. In. I was like, okay, how raw is this about to get? Hold on.
3: <laughs> he's like, what?
2: <laughs> uh, are you
3: serious? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a yeah. real thing. Oh, that that's not, sucks. That's, that's no longer a rumor. <laughs> that's real. It's on the website. I'm what, looking at it. By the way,
3: what was the comparison to the McFarland brothers? Well, he's what?
2: trying to say. That the same way that, you know, we spend a lot of time together and we may rub off on each other a little bit. Okay. Uh, thus would be the same with Todd okay. Downing and yeah. Tim Kelly. Uh, That's okay. what he's trying to say. I think
3: it's more towards Vrabel than Todd Downing, don't you think?
2: This, and what because you're talking about is they have the history big. in Houston. We have not talked about this, and we need to, but we need to at some point sit down and look at how much of this offense was Todd Downing And how much of this offense was Mike Vrabel and what he wanted to see? And that's a real hard question to look at, but I think it's worth exploring because I think, you know, we're about to see a little bit more of it here. Because if you're bringing in Tim Kelly, unless Tim Tim Kelly's got a stable full of ideas that he just wasn't allowed to unleash. He was just saving it for this job. He was just saving it, then we kind of already know what this is. Yeah.
3: Yeah. All right, we'll come back. We'll switch gears. Bill Keene. Will join us. Lots of news in the college football world. There's always news in the college football world. We'll talk to him next on the McFarland Show
5: clones. What do we want when we're craving protein or we need some more energy? Not bars. Not sugary snacks. Not energy drinks. What we want is beef. Pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky. It's not shriveled, dry, and tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and it's tasty. It's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four great flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name, because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef?
6: Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the homebuying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference
7: between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are.
8: Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors.
0: It's a
10: Bill King show. I just, if Nick coached another seven, eight years, I would not be shocked at all. I wouldn't be. Now, I'm not predicting it because I don't think you can predict that kind of thing. We don't know that. If he coached to 80, I would not be flabbergasted. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio
0: 560 on 95.9 FM.
9: You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarlane Show.
3: Titans have named Tim Kelly as their new OC. They've elevated him from passing game coordinator. So we'll get back into that in just a bit. Also some staff changes or additions that they've actually made official. Worst kept secret ever, but... Guys like Chris Harris as the defensive pass game coordinator and mm-hmm. cornerbacks coach, so all this stuff now becoming official. Back here on the McFarland Show, Darren and Justin here with you, Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. By the way, you can watch us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter every day as well. We try to clean up for you. Let's bring in Bill Keene. You can hear him on these airwaves starting at 6 o'clock every morning. He now joins us. Bill, how are we doing?
10: Hey, guys. What's up? Well,
3: we're about to get into all things – as college football turns, as we like to call it. Let's start with where I've been starting with you a lot. Let's start with the coordinator situation down in Tuscaloosa. So we've been talking about Tommy Reese as the OC. That's That's been made official. Overall, what do you, what do you make of
10: that? Do you like that move? I think I, it's solid. I don't think you have a ticker tape parade over it, but it's solid. And i tell you what, he – Comes from a system. Now, they were at times bankrupt offensively because of the quarterback situation and the receiver situation. Notre Dame this last year. But he's pretty good. He's a very good play caller. He's young, so Nick can probably bully him a little bit. And he is a tough guy, Coach. And Alabama's got to retain their lost physicality by their standards. And I think that marries up well. So I think it's solid. I think it's a solid hire. Kevin
3: Still, back for his third stint. Um, he's no stranger to moving around. Kevin Still, this one perplexes me a little bit. It kind of feels like, I don't know, I want to get your take on it, but it kind of feels like he's holding the place for somebody else that we've talked about with you. Does it feel the same to it you? Might,
10: yeah, might might be. Now, Kevin is a Nick guy. Now, he's, he's not – dating way back a Nick guy, but he is officially a Nick guy. You know, Kevin was a walk-on at Tennessee in the 70s, and I first met him in 87, and so I've known him a long time, and I'll give you, here's the best thing about Kevin Steele. Last time he was an analyst there, oh, when they hired Lane Kiffin, he would call and tell me funny stories, but Nick's got a very strict rule that assistants can't talk to the media whether it's in front of him, live or behind the scenes. Well, Kevin called me every day, so no. Kevin and I talked every day. He said the most funniest, the funniest thing he ever saw was the day Lane Kiffin came in and they introduced him at Alabama to the uh, to the coaching room, and he said it was it was comical. But Kevin's solid. Kevin Kevin's one bad resume. First of all, he took the Baylor job, and and it fell to pieces. They wouldn't help him. And it made him look really bad. And then he got fired at Clemson when he was defensive coordinator for Dan Sweeney. And they played West Virginia in a bowl game and he gave up seventy. and he got fired right after that game. And so those are a couple of blemishes, but he's, he's a good, uh, tactical coach. And I, again, that side of the ball is also Nick. So I think that will work well. Now, again, are these home run hires and what we, we We couldn't have done any better. I don't think anybody could say that. But I think they're solid to decent hires.
3: Oklahoma and Texas right now are in a holding pattern coming to this conference. Yeah. What is the musical chairs going on behind the scenes, and do you think it's actually going to play out where they, they have to wait? Because this, oh, by the way, is jacking up the Big 12 too. It's jacking up Georgia. We talked about this with you. I brought up their schedule next yep. year. People don't realize, you know, Oklahoma was on that schedule. So instead, they basically replace Oklahoma because the league said, eh, we need you to take Oklahoma off because they may be coming sooner rather than later. Georgia obliges, and now they've got a cupcake instead of having Oklahoma, and they'll pay the price for that and they'll get beat up for it when in actuality, it's not really their fault. So, Let's just discuss, you know, where is this going? Are they going to have to wait to the end, or do you think this is going to get fixed and they're going to be here sooner rather than later? How is this going to play out?
10: SEC is playing this like they're not going to be here till 25, meaning their grant of rights agreement, which is your TV brand at your school that the league owns, if you leave early they still own your rights. That's the whole reason why you can't leave early. It's it's a contractual thing that leaks put in place to keep teams from leaving. Because if you leave without your T V brand, you're leaving for nothing and you're not wanted. So they'd have to get out of that. And that's about eighty five million a team. Now Texas could do it. Oklahoma's got money, too, but I don't think they stroke an $85 million check to get out early as comfortably as Texas does. Texas isn't going to leave them, even though they're obviously Red River rivalry enemies, but they're they're combined at the hip in this venture. So they're playing it again as if they're not going to be there for two more years, 23, 24, and then they'll be in 25 because grant of rights will have elapsed. Now, that doesn't mean that something couldn't happen behind the scenes. Maybe the SEC and the Big 12 are working with ESPN, and maybe there's something they could do financially there to make it worth it for the Big 12 and the SEC and those teams where it's not as painful to come out early. That's possible, but I would say it's more likely it's 25. Hmm. Wow.
3: All right, uh, Justin, get the get the butter for the popcorn.
2: Okay, okay let's do it.
3: I can't wait to bring this one up. Come on, win it. I, I, look, I am a proponent. I'm pro Music City Bowl in this market. You know, Scott Scott Ramsey and his crew do a fantastic job. I want it to be successful, but I did take a lot of liberties with the matchup this year, and especially Iowa, because I watched them painfully. Uh, maybe it was for betting right. purposes, if I'm just going to be totally honest. Uh, they were a hard, hard, hard watch. It felt like 1954 college football, watching the Iowa Hawkeyes. If people don't know, the offensive coordinator for the Hawkeyes has a familiar last name to the head coach. Is this true, Bill?
10: Brian Ferentz is the son of.
3: Yeah. Um, His offense sucked this year. They were one of the worst offenses. Uh, They set college football back about five decades. They have given him in his contract, now a clause for points scored. Bill, what, what do you think about the amendments made to his contract where basically we need you to score more than nine points a game, if you don't mind?
10: They docked him 50K, so he now makes 850, and he's got an average 25 points a game. You know what's funny if you read it? It doesn't say that it has to be only offensive points. And remember, that defense is really good. It yeah. can score the football. So he can even get help from the defense and get credit for it. And they said they also have to at least win seven games next year. Now, here's what's going on Kurt Ferrand's dad is not going to fire him. That's his boy. It's just not happening. So Gary Barta, who is the AD there, put a contract together that kind of encircles, you know, baby boy there. And. If he doesn't get to that mark, I'm pretty sure what they're saying is we're going to run him off. Now, that will be interesting. I mean, we're talking about a big time stare down here between these people involved. You got to remember, Kirk Ferris has been there since '99. He's probably made 75 million bucks since he's been there. He's made a fortune, and uh, and he's done a pretty good job. Frankly, that's that's a tough gig. I mean, but but the, you're right. The offense is clanking around badly and uh parents getting out now it's not like he's got a whole lot of personnel that scares you to work with either but you know what that's part of going getting kids who can play is part of it and they're short in that category too so i think it's one year to prove your point is what we're being told that includes the bowl game
3: but bill this is laughable to me that 25 points in today's college football is still a joke 20, you're asking a guy, like, we need you guys to score. And you're right. You, they didn't even say on the offensive side. They just said, you need to get to 25 points a game. Like that, if that's where your program is, then, man, you're going the wrong direction, in my opinion.
10: I, I don't remember the number, but if you go to the NCAA stats and you look at points per game, Tennessee's number one, by the way. But if you go down to whoever it is that scores 25 a game, it's like ranked out of the 131 D1 teams 90th or something. Right. That's all they're asking. Right.
3: I thought you were going to say 100, but yeah, somewhere
2: in that it, range. Yeah.
10: It may be. Yeah, it's somewhere in that area. Mm.
2: Bill, I want to ask you about uh, what you called the biggest experiment, I believe, is what you said, in, in college football, or one of the biggest experiments in college football, uh, and that's Deion Sanders landing at Colorado. Uh, they finished with, according to CBS, here, uh, the 21st ranked overall class and the number five ranked transfer class. What does that mean? Break that. What speak? Break through the language here. Does that mean they're just better? Or does that mean they're going to be really good?
10: No, they're not going to be really good. They're they're one and eleven, and uh, I, I think I think in batting they're probably going to be a little bit overrated in the beginning. Now, I'm not saying he won't get them there. I'm just saying in the beginning they're going to be overrated, I would think. There's a whole lot of fixing to be done. You're not going to do it with the transfer class, as sexy as it is. You can't flip it that quick. And let's face it, the Pac-12's upticking. Last year was an uptick there. There's fewer free lunches than we've seen in the past. So I think it'll be tough. But here's what it says. It says, Dean, obviously – is very impressed with what he's able to go out and do, and the players are equally impressed. And players from all over the place, I don't care what region it is, down south or back out west or the Midwest, they are looking at Dion and they're wanting to play for him. And I think if he can do that based on the resume he has so far, which really is decent, but it's not lengthy and he hadn't had a chance to do it somewhere big, I think he's going to have a chance. If he just presents a decent model to recruits next year, I think next year is going to be even bigger. And maybe in year three to four, you can see him flip that thing.
2: Hmm. Well, I'm of the personal opinion, Bill, that he's not going to be there three to four years myself. I think he'll move on shortly after his son moves on. That's my personal opinion now. Um, But, you know, we'll we'll see how long he sticks and stays there in in Boulder. Um, Now – I wanted to ask you about a question that we asked to Butch Spearden, uh, who was with us uh, a couple of weeks ago. We asked Butch just on the way out the door about the SEC moving their corporate office here to Nashville. And Butch made it sure that Darren and I knew that their deal down there in Alabama is up in 2026. Like, you know, they're free and ready to go. He knew the lease date, I think. If we had asked him, I'm pretty sure he would have told us if it was the 1st or the 15th of the month that they could get out of there. Your thoughts on, Bill, possibly the uh, Nashville luring in the SEC, not just for a bowl game, not just for a conference championship game, but living, breathing, and working alongside of us here in Middle Tennessee. Obviously,
10: the SEC brand is not just a Southern brand. It hasn't been for a long time. So that thought is reasonable, but you have to remember, every league, every league in America, for the most part, has one team, one school, one brand, which is dominant. In the Big 12, it's Texas. When they merged back in the day, not that long ago, actually, with the, the Big Eight and all of that, everything was about Texas making the rules. And that's why there's so much disdain. When Nebraska left, they left because they hate Texas. A couple of other things, but mainly because they hate Texas. A&M left because they hate Texas. And I'm not kidding. It's that personal. Well, it's not that bad here in the SEC because nobody's leaving, but Alabama runs the show. They've got a big voice, right? And Tuscaloosa, Birmingham, that would be a holdup. There's some politics there, guys, and I don't know if I believe – I'm open-minded to it. It'd be fantastic. This is where we all live, right? But I just – that would – I would be skeptical about it.
3: Mm. Last thing on the way way out, Bill. What would you think – and I don't know if you've seen this or not. I think this is uh, pretty fresh news. What would you make of uh, Josh Heupel adding uh, Robert Ayers to his staff? No. As a defensive You know,
10: I didn't see that. What did he, where did he add him?
3: He's going to be a defensive see. graduate assistant. I guess he's oh. been coaching high school there in uh in East Tennessee, there in the Knoxville right. area.
10: I did not see that. Yeah, yeah, I did not see that. I mean, at that position you're not prominent, but uh heck, I mean, it, that's a name everybody's yeah. going to recognize. 100% For sure. and, you know, it was a pretty yeah. pretty darn good pro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, good good player there and uh yeah, and, and um, I tell you, a lot of momentum at this school. Baseball's about to start, and uh, they're ranked number two. Basketball team can't score, really, but they're ranked <laughs> yeah. high. And football program's on the way up, guys. Yep.
3: Bill, appreciate it as always. Thanks. Yeah, man. Thanks, guys. Bill Keane, you can hear him tomorrow morning starting at 6 o'clock, 6 to 9 a.m. every weekday. Here on these airwaves, Nashville Sports Radio. We're open the rest of the hour. 615-844-5600 is how you can get in touch with us. More of the McFarland Show next. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated, and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business, telecom, and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a law long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588, or you can visit their website at ABScomCOM.net. And remember, mention the McFarland show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a visa gift card for new ABS business customers.
8: Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like...
6: Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO.
8: Or...
4: Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy.
8: Or it may be even subtler, like
4: of burgers, we bundled our
6: home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money.
8: Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors.
6: In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope, to see how you can continue to make a difference Visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org.
11: With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as a $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401K with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi Trailer leasing company. to starleasing.com to learn more. Five
6: State forecast.
11: Your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR SkyScan forecast. Today is going to be mostly cloudy with a high of 66. Mostly cloudy tonight. A stray shower late. Low 50. Wednesday clouds and a few showers. High 66. Scattered showers to start Thursday. Then sunny. Utilizing the resources of the Bug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Reynolds.
6: Sports Radio, WNSR.
11: This is the Greg
0: Fogue and John Burton Show. The Grizzlies are a fun team. They're a really good team. They're playing extremely well. The Grizzlies have a reputation of getting under a lot of people's skin because
9: they are a cocky, mouthy team. They're good. They back it up.
4: But somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to be the heel of the NBA, and probably right. they're the heel right, right. now. And I think, I think they enjoy that role.
0: Greg Fogue and News Channel Vibes John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio.
9: The McFarland Show, video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare studio.
3: 844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. Let's go to Eric. Eric, you're up next. What's up?
12: Hey, guys. As always, it's always a pleasure to talk to you.
3: Yeah, same to
12: you. Hey, yeah, guys, a couple of things. First of all, uh, I don't know, Darren, how, Darren how you, you just felt about this show, but if you heard they're supposed to be bringing back an updated version of King of the Hill?
3: No, not heard that.
12: Yeah, yeah, I heard that apparently this morning on another station. They were talking about that. I guess it's maybe Bobby will probably be an adult. Maybe he'll be married to Connie. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they have older versions of uh, Hank and Bill and Boomhauer and Dale. I guess they'll still be standing there the alley drinking beer and also Men and Con <laughs> and some of the other characters on the show. I remember it was hilarious. Although it'll be interesting to see if they get another voice to do the voice of Blue Luann because, of course, the person that did her voice – has passed away so
0: hmm.
12: well I guess they'll
3: have to figure that out one mm-hmm. they?
12: <laughs> yeah 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 I guess because it was popular zone for about like 13 14 years but they're apparently gonna bring it uh, bad or something like that. so we'll see maybe I guess I have new characters as well
0: yeah.
12: and also you, you may or may not have heard about this but apparently I, I don't know what the final bidding was but apparently it was about round right about a hundred thousand dollars but somebody was bidding it was an online auction about jar of sand where Tom Brady stood when he retired. Can you believe oh, that?
8: My
4: oh, my
12: <laughs> I saw gosh. It. I could not believe that. But it's like somebody else said, the fool of his money soon parted. But who would just be insane to do that, just to say, oh, I've got the jar of sand where Tom Brady stood when he tied his feet, touched it. I said, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling you know, every day to make it and stuff like that. Who has that type of disposable income? Or would they would be willing to pay that much money to have something? Plenty like that? of people. <laughs> probably Mattress
3: Mac. He seems to have a lot yeah. of mm-hmm. extra money. Yeah,
12: yeah, yeah. And, and I'm guessing the same people who I guess like have like hair from Elvis Presley's hair or whatever that's still around or whatever. It's just it's just so much Ooh, the super fans that, that, that people will buy. And of course, speaking of uh, Tom Brady, of course he, of course now I said he I guess did envy with Colin Cowherd. He's going to take a year off and probably uh, come back and do the announced deal in 2024, guys. I'm hoping it'll be good. I don't know. Mike Francesca thinks he's going to be terrible. I'm not going to go that far, but it's going to be interesting to have some of these big names.
2: (laughs) Mike Francesca doesn't think... Mike Francesca doesn't think... Whoever. He doesn't think something is going to be good.
12: (laughs) Well, he thinks Tom Brady's going to be terrible as as a commentator. He doesn't like
8: anything!
12: I know, but 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 I'll say this guys, I'm I'm hope Tom Brady's good, but not all guys who are great quarterbacks, great coaches have been good in the booth. And I remember guys like Joe Montana was terrible, Roger Staubach, who I love from the Cowboys, was terrible. Uh so was uh Bill Walsh. True, true and even uh I think Drew Brees struggled and wound up leaving because he yes. and a lot of people are saying now about Romo, he started off good but now he Uh
3: by the kind way of, Romo is remember remember when Romo was the darling? Now oh, yeah, he, yeah. he gets beat up on a regular yeah, yeah, now basis because everybody can't
12: stand him now. So I know. It, it's just not. And, and another guy's going to be interesting. I get you. I guarantee you we'll get a lot of offers, and I'd be surprised if he takes any of them. But if he did, I don't know if he'd be good. Of course, whenever he retires, that's Bill Belichick. You know the people going to be wanting him in the booth. Do you think
3: he's going to be that uh, great? I don't.
2: Who wants Bill Belichick? Uh, in if
3: he band? is in the booth, uh, I'll be finding <laughs> other options.
2: Yeah, to no, that's what I'm Nobody's saying. gonna yeah, call yeah. Bill Belichick.
3: I, I have no interest in listening to a mumbler yeah, do a three what, hour football game. That, no. That's
12: what I'm saying. And there's gonna people and I I think another interesting one if he whenever he retires is probably be Andy Reid. It's just some interesting because not all coaches and not all players uh that retire are necessarily gonna be great in the booth. So we'll, we'll just see how all, all that stuff shakes out. And um guys, I, I may have said this to you, I can't remember. Did I did I Talk to you about who Dan Ollassky had as his top five quarterbacks of all time
3: I saw the I list. think we I think we went over that I'm not sure yeah, yeah,
12: yeah, it was interesting, but he of course named his guys and he didn't have Joe Montana because he said that Joe Montana didn't have the numbers, and that uh he felt like he was too young to remember him, and i said, dan you you had uh, Dan Marino and Joe John Elway in your top five, right. who both played against Joe yeah, Montana, exactly. who Joe Montana destroyed in
3: Super Bowls with the 49ers. <laughs> <So>. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Joe Montana's got the numbers where it counts. L- let yeah, me just yeah, tell you this, true. Eric. Uh, by the yeah.
3: way, let me just a couple things. One, yeah. have you seen the new Thirty for Thirty, the Bullies of Baltimore? No, I haven't seen it. Okay, you need to. I, by the way, Justin, I stayed up and I watched the whole thing last. I okay. couldn't sleep. I, I can't yeah. get enough. It's two hours long. I couldn't mm-hmm. – I can't turn up one. I'll check it out. There's mm-hmm. so much on the Titans. Eric, you need to watch it. There's yeah. so much on yeah. the Titans.
12: Yeah, I'm definitely going to be looking out for that because I'm sure they're going to probably have repeats or something like that. Oh, they're showing it every that. night. Said, it just came yeah, out. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. Well,
12: guys, guys, it's always good to talk to you. I'll Y'all take care, and we'll talk to you again soon.
3: Okay. Uh, thank you, Eric. Appreciate mm-hmm. the phone call. I'm also going to say this. Devlin, see if you can find this. During the break, our man Trent Dilfer. Yeah. Oh, when I, when I didn't see this the first guard. I remember I didn't watch it all. Yeah, I just you got. See it. Last night I watched every second. Let me just tell you, it is so worth it. I'm fascinated by it. It's, it is unbelievable. And there's so much about the Titans in this thing. You got to watch it. But Trent Dilfer, we'll try to play the clip, when he said it. Justin, I was like, did he just say that? And as you can imagine. It has been made. this is Super Bowl week. Oh. There's a lot of distractions. And it is making its rounds. Like I the minute he said it, I was like, Uh
2: oh. Talking about him not being impressed.
3: Yes. <laughs> it is making its rounds. We'll try to get you that clip. We got it. We want you to hear it, okay? Before we get out of here today. Tony and Ollinsville. We'll come out on the other side, wrap up the first hour with you. More of the McFarland show next.
9: Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back! We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time.
13: Download the Slim
4: Chickens app
13: to order and earn rewards individual rates coverage offerings and savings may vary subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas if you're a small business owner listen up pie insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments the kind that could save you money Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing your premium is based on your actual payroll not an estimate so your workers comp audit experience is simplified take three minutes to see how much you could save with pie insurance ask your agent for pie or get a quote at iwantpie.com that's iwantpie.com
11: Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you.
3: Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with
14: one of our firm's Nashville-area attorneys. A partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at
15: cordellcordell.com. Today on Hey Culligan, smooth skin and soft hair comes from where? Here's Mike. Hey Culligan, I've tried every conditioner, lotion, and body wash known to man, and my skin still feels like sandpaper. It could be your water, Mike. Oh, that's harsh. More like hard water. Are you interested in smart, high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan Water? Huh? Want baby smooth skin and soft, luxurious hair? (laughs) Yeah, can you hurry? I have a date tonight. We're already on the way, Mike. Let us help you out with the free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com.
16: What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party, get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.
0: It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I just saw
2: a picture of Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon's one of those guys that lived hard, okay? I know.
3: Look, I know. I understand. There's some rough, humble miles on that body. Yeah. Some on the field, some off the field. Yeah. Jim McMahon,
2: high mileage. Oh, uh, there's a high, high mileage. High mileage in That's that bit is not no. highway miles.
0: The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR give us a call
9: 615-844-5600 the mcfarland show with darren and justin
3: emma lincoln is going to kick off the second hour we're going to get back into this bullies of of baltimore i'm just telling you you got to see it and we're going to unveil some stuff and i don't want to spoil it too much but i don't feel like we can spoil it everybody out there listening who hates the ravens and loves the titans you need to watch it and it's it's Look, a lot of it's painful. I get it. But it's still worth the watch. So we'll get into some stuff in the second hour about it. Let's go to Tony in Nolansville. Tony, what's up?
1: Well, guys, good afternoon, first of all. And uh, I'm going to tell you the, what the word on the street. He plays it off well, but the word on the street, it's Eric. Our guy, Eric, is who's bidded on that, that thing I'm saying.
3: Oh. That's what I'm hearing. Okay, I, Eric <laughs> I brought of, it up. If Tom Brady played for the Cowboys, I would believe yeah. that, but I'm not sure he would yeah. do anything mm-hmm. non-Cowboy I related. I
1: believe all Eric's all over it. I believe he's he's done sent the bid in and he's locked it down. I just I believe it's there. <laughs> okay.
3: He's our the NFL guy. Eric. We'll send <laughs> our McFarland Show investigative team mm-hmm. out on the streets <laughs> and see what we can dig we'll up. We'll get on know. it. We'll get that, on it.
1: That's that's great. So we got another women's coach, Kim Talley. Is that right, Kim?
3: Uh, you talking just, about the Titans hire. I say the
1: what? No, yeah, I was, no, no. I was Lori being Locus. sarcastic. Oh, okay. Sarcastic.
3: Mm, oh, oh,
11: sorry. <laughs> you
1: know what? Hiring with him. I'm sorry, guys. It's going to be same old, same old. Henry, Derrick Henry is going to be that guy that has fallen into the category of great All of Fame players to never play in a Super Bowl. It, it, that's where he's headed in his career. Uh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to stick to my guns on that. He's not going to play in a Super Bowl with the Titans. And if he don't get traded, go play with somebody else, he's going to be in that group. And I firmly believe that. Do y'all believe that?
3: Well, uh, today it's a whole lot easier to believe if you would have brought this up you know, two years ago.
1: I mean, it's just... We, or or even a things. year we ago. We know that we're...
3: Do what? I? I said, or even a year ago, but sitting here today, yeah, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to get a lot of pushback on it, unfortunately.
1: That is true. One last thing, I know we're fixing to get out of here. Darren, question for you, because you're around a lot of the baseball stuff and, and maybe the Vanderbilt, uh, some of the Vanderbilt stuff, a little bit more than Justin and myself and all.
12: Yeah, sure.
1: Um... Who, I noticed the other day in the paper, Justin, you can chime in on this. Of course. Please do. In the preseason, there's five or six baseball outlets, and only one has made Enrique Bradfield a first-team All-American. It's crazy. Who, what other outfielder right there that's got no pop to bat, 43 for 43 stolen bases, previous year, can go get it, bring the ball back in, and do what he can do for 18. There's, there's none out there in college baseball.
3: Well, unfortunately, he's like the running back in football. Mm-hmm. That position and stealing bases just doesn't get the same luster as it used to back in the day, and it's nope. sad. By the way, if you listen to our interview with Tim Corbin, who did I ask him about? Him, 100%, because I think he's – dynamic and so much fun to watch.
2: Station to station baseball. Yep. <sighs> Who wants that? But They just
3: don't get they don't get the street cred anymore, Tony. No. They just don't. Hey, we're up against it. Appreciate the phone calls always.
1: Uh, take care.
3: Alright, thank you. Look, you're not going to get any pushback from us. We'll come back. Emma Lingan. We'll talk Preds. Begin the second hour. That's next. On
11: air and online, Sports Radio
6: ABC News. I'm Michelle Franzen. Unity and economic recovery will be the focus of President Biden's State of the Union address tonight. ABC's Alexis Christophorus says he'll work to convince Americans his policies are working to fight inflation and add value to their everyday lives. There have been lots of impact. I think it's up for debate what kind of impact it's had. It probably is going to fall on what part of the aisle, what side of the aisle you uh, fall on. But if you take a look at the numbers, a lot of the gains that he's made really are building on what his predecessor, Donald Trump, did. So he'll be touting the strength of the job market tonight for sure. U.S. spy planes were tracking the Chinese surveillance balloon last week. A senior U.S. official tells ABC News the U-2 plane captured, quote, best pictures of the undercarriage as we tracked the balloon across the country. GOP House Majority Leader Steve Scalise questioning military assertions that the balloon was prevented from transmitting information during its flight. It
2: was still flying on its path. So it was getting some kind of data from somewhere to know where to go. Are you telling me it wasn't also sending information back during that path? Should have never been allowed. To complete its mission. It's never been allowed to start its mission.
6: The death toll now topping 6,000 in Turkey and Syria following Monday's 7.8 magnitude earthquake. ABC's Jordana Miller says rescue crews are racing to find survivors in the rubble of collapsed buildings. They're facing huge challenges. At least 9,000 buildings lie in total or partial ruin. There's not enough manpower or heavy equipment to dig through that much debris. And the danger of aftershocks continues. Plus the frigid Rigid temperatures, rain and snow, slowing the rescue efforts and threatening the lives of those who may be alive but trapped. Global search and rescue teams are headed to the region, including a team from Los Angeles. A single lottery winner for last night's Powerball jackpot worth $747 million. That winning ticket sold in Washington State. You're listening to ABC News.
0: WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio
6: hey you know it's a leap year right
15: no the next leap year isn't until 2024 nope
6: it's this year i can prove it here play this new instant game from the tennessee lottery uh okay Woo-hoo-hoo, i won see what you did there i jumped up and down no that was a leap
15: don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest Instant Games.
8: You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN.
5: The new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose
8: from. And now, for our biggest news yet you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
0: You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Throw me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. righty Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin.
3: Second hour on this Tuesday afternoon. Darren and Justin here with you. Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Let's switch gears. Let's talk a little Prads Back on the ice after a long layoff. Tonight, hosting the Vegas Golden Knights at Bridgestone Arena. Buck drop at 7 o'clock. Emma Lingan now joins us, Predators beat reporter, back from Sunrise, Florida. Emma, thanks for bringing the Florida weather back with you. Appreciate it.
7: <laughs> Happy to, anytime.
3: I mean, it's not 81, but it's, you know, it's high <laughs> 60s. We'll take that. Yeah. It was a lot, we've seen a lot worse. It was certainly kind of cold. I think when you left, it was really, really cold, right?
7: Yeah, I left in the middle of that Ice storm that we
15: were
3: having. Oh,
7: here. yeah. So, mm. Yeah. It, was yeah. Good. it was
3: a good time <laughs> to get out a of Dodge. Than
7: that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: good time to get out of Dodge. So, some different looking things around the skills competition on Friday night. Saturday afternoon was the All Star game. But let's start mm-hmm. with kind of the different looks and some different things that they did. Talking with you on the podcast, you brought up, you know, a golf course being included. Just a little bit different look overall, I'm sure you've gone back and you maybe even watched the coverage just to see what it was like to get a different perspective of what the viewer saw overall, what did you think?
7: Yeah, you know it was it was interesting um with it being a little kind of disjointed with all of those outdoor elements like you were talking about it may have felt a little disjointed you know for those of us who there who were there in person but um, you know, I think that it was it was cool. They made it very Florida. I'll, I'll give the league that. And, uh, you know, the the nice weather certainly didn't hurt. Um, but yeah, it was very interesting to kind of see, you know, this is my first NHL All-Star experience in person. So it was it was really cool to see. And I think, you know, most importantly, UC Saros, our representative from the Preds, he had the time of his life so that's that's what matters so it was it was cool to be a part of that
3: do you think he'll take a shot tonight against Vegas
7: (laughs) you know he was really it was really funny he was really into that you know he I think just because he's the kind of guy that he is he was so hesitant to you know be forthcoming with what he wanted to do in that skills competition so it was him and Connor Hellebuck kind of for almost two hours like neither one of them really wanted to admit uh who wanted to do what and then finally juice said i want to shoot and clearly it paid off so maybe uh you know he did say he would do that again in a heartbeat so maybe we'll see it tonight
3: i'm going to ask you a trivia question i'm going to put you on the spot here on live radio (laughs) there is only one nhl franchise that's had two goalies score a goal can you name that franchise
7: we're talking regular season, yeah,
3: like nothing. Yeah, yeah, oh. Regular season, yep. Yeah. Only one franchise. Know. I don't know. <laughs> it's the one you cover, Emma.
7: It well, I knew about Pekka's goalie goal.
3: Chris Mason also scored a goal. Oh goal.
7: well that is How I did know that. that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so can you see Soros Can you talking about separating yourself from the pack? Can Sorrow score a goal now? Right, that's what we want to find yeah. out.
7: Yeah, we'll see. Hey, we'll I see. think
3: after the, after the skills competition, I think he's more than capable. Looked per, like a pretty good shot to me.
7: Oh yeah, and he was enjoying it. I mean, he, uh, it took him a couple a couple reps, I think, to kind of get get it going. Um, and and once he got it figured out, you know, he I think it was he missed wide the first two or three shots, and then he dunk one and then you know kind of he hit the net but didn't go all the way in for the for the last one so he, you could tell he was getting better you know with more practice so maybe we'll see that who knows
3: you asked a lot of prominent names down there especially some guys in the division about uc Sarles and their thoughts tell everybody out there in radio land what they told you about uc Sarles.
7: yeah you know i i definitely wanted to use that opportunity to talk to some guys that i don't usually get to talk to at uh, media day there and at the all-star game and i focused especially on guys in the central division because they're the the ones who see you see the most and uh you know it was funny i got a pretty pretty common thread through a lot of those responses uh was you know that they brought up two things one is that he's not the tallest guy and two is that he has just this explosive ability you know multiple guys i think josh morrissey um nathan mckinnon jason robertson all mentioned at one point or another you know how they were just in awe of his ability where you know they'll be driving to the net and it looks like wide open net. And then, boom, out of nowhere comes UC Saros. And they're like, how? how? You know, he, he just kind of explodes out of nowhere. So that, you know, it was cool to see. Obviously, we're biased towards him. And, and you know, he, he's our guy. He's the guy that we cover. But, you know, it was cool to get that perspective from some of his opponents who have to face him a lot.
3: So tonight's opponent, the Vegas Golden Knights, they, they've lost Stone. Uh, they've been leaking oil here lately. They did not end on a on a good side of things. The, probably the break was welcomed for Vegas because they did just the opposite of the Preds. I think they lost like their last four where the Predators had three really nice wins against playoff teams going into the break. So what are you expecting tonight?
7: Um, you know, I talked to some of the guys this morning uh, at Morning Skate, uh, and, and I think the, the general feeling is that you know, we want to avoid the temptation to look at this as an easy win for all the reasons that you said. Um, you know, it's still a challenging team, and it's a team that's given them trouble already this year, and so we definitely don't want to fall into a trap here. This could easily be a trap game, you know, where, where you kind of think, oh, they've lost four in a row. They've got a lot of injuries. Um, you know, we can let our foot off the gas, and that's, that's definitely what we want to try to avoid here tonight. So I think that, you know, Vegas is a team that they can still bring it. Uh, I believe their last game before the break uh, was an overtime loss. So, they you know, they can still, they're still capable of staying in it. Um, they've also got their dads here. That's part of their dad's trip this week. So, you know, might be showing out a little bit more for the dads. So uh, definitely don't want to sleep on this team.
2: Uh, not at all. Sleep on them or anybody else. A uh, Quick question for you about uh, the All-Star festivities that you were taking uh, part in. Uh, of course, you know I watch your Twitter feed all the time, Emma. I'm there. I'm looking at everything that's going on with you. And you're retweeting things. And just your interaction, you know, um, well, actually, let me ask this question first before we get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. This year was Miami for the NHL All-Star game. Next year, Toronto. For the NHL All-Star mm. Game. So this year...
3: Will not be as warm.
2: Sunny Florida. Mm. Beautiful beach views. I saw the views from the condo. Lovely. Lovely up there. Next year, February, mm. Toronto. Mm. Tell me about your excitement level as you head up for that game.
7: <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> For someone like me, obviously, being a big hockey fan and having been to Toronto already this year, I think... The thing about Toronto is that it's such a hockey town. I mean, the Hockey Hall of Fame is there. People just get really, really into it. So we're obviously Fort Lauderdale and Sunrise, Florida, as you said, beautiful weather, but oh. not exactly known for being a hockey town. Yeah. So, you know, they had kind of the more... um elaborate festivities there, I think, you know, and incorporating the beach and the golf course and, and everything else. But I, you know, I'm actually, I think while I, I won't sugarcoat it, I'm not looking forward to the weather in Toronto, but I think that, you know, it would be a really cool experience to kind of have it in really in a sort of a hockey mecca, like, like Toronto. I think it'll be a cool experience.
3: Have you ever been to Toronto, Justin? I have not. Yeah, it's a it's a massive city. It's so I've heard. It's a cool city. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to do. Yeah, but yeah, it, it is th- it is a massive city.
2: I just thought the NHL would kind of, you know, switch it up a little bit slower. Don't well, no, it is switch up. They haven't. I don't think. Well, they said uh, 24 years. I was to say they yeah. haven't had
3: it in a long in 24 time. 24 years.
2: You just go from Miami to Toronto. I mean, that's that's a bit of a jump there. Um, you know, you could have met, met somewhere halfway before we went all the way to Toronto uh in February for the for the All Star game. But be that as it may. I also wanted to ask you about your interaction with uh with the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. Oh, gritty? I I, oh, I, I missed listen, this one. Now I've oh. seen you retweet uh some of the things being put out there by Grit Listen, have you met him? I love Nash. Nash is my guy and he knows it too. Me and Nash we we know each other well. I love Nash. But tell me about Gritty. Is he is he freaky or, or what what was your first reaction seeing him in person? <laughs> uh
7: yeah. So I will say Gritty is, you know, obviously no one can compare to Nash. Nobody. Nobody. But I will say Gritty is very unique. He's like equal party nightmare fuel and mm. entertainment value like i don't know how he does it but it's it's great and he showed up right kind of you know all star game all star weekend is really you know it's fun there's but there's a lot of events and it's a long weekend and you're kind of by about the midway point you know you're tired and so on friday we had been outside in the blazing heat for the red carpet event and then we had to go straight from that inside for the skills challenge, which was three hours long in a cold rink that was 45 minutes away from where we were staying. And so, you know, you could say morale is a little bit low at that point. And then Gritty shows up just at the right time, you know, for the, those of us in the media and the staff who are working. He just wandered in to the media room. Uh, only math that I ever saw come into the media room. And just kind of stood there for a minute. And uh, just everyone couldn't stop laughing. You know, he did his little squeak and then kind of a little, you know, move. And then he just ran out. And that's all he had to do. Like, he really didn't have to do much. But, yeah, it's equal equal parts nightmare fuel and entertainment value. I, I mean,
2: everybody, I have met anybody yet who's met him that doesn't have either a nightmarish reaction, or they thought it was the funniest thing they've ever seen uh, kind of deal. So it, it, clearly he strikes a nerve uh, the minute that he comes wandering into to, to any room. Were all the mascots down there or just a few of them?
7: All of the mascots were there at the event. Um, I think, you know, it, it was funny with, with that video that I think you're referring to with Gritty, I'm still watching it to this day over and over and I can't stop laughing every time. It's just it was <laughs> uh, I did run into Nash uh finally about uh, you know the third day we were there. I ran into Nash. He was busy, you know, partying it up with the with the rest of the mascot. Yeah, yeah. he's a cool um, cat. It was funny actually, so Seattle because they're Uh, All-Star representative Matty Veneers was injured. Um, His replacement for the All-Star game was Chandler Stevenson, I believe, from the Golden Knights. And so, Seattle actually didn't have a player at the All-Star weekend. But they did have their mascot there. So, they actually had an entire (laughs) staff there, just like we did for the Preds. We had myself, we had our social media manager, and we had a PR person. And so, the Kraken had that as well, just to cover their mascot for the entire weekend. Um, which honestly, they probably had even more fun than we did. So that you know, the mascots are just as big of a part of All Star Weekend as anything else.
3: So Justin, I remember when the NHL All Star Game came here. What was that five years ago? I think so. Every bit of five yeah. years ago. So my son was you know about half his so he was he was five six years five years old. Yeah. So he was much younger. And it is interesting to see kids interact because some mascots, they're cool. Absolutely. They gravitate towards them. Yeah. They run towards them. And other mascots, they run away. Yes, in horror. In horror. Screaming. Yes. In fear. It is amazing to see which mascots they want to be around and the other ones that they want no
2: part of. Yeah, yeah. It, it is interesting to watch. And maybe course. Emma
3: will tell us that it's that way for adults, too. I don't know, but that was just my, <laughs> my kid experience.
7: Wow. Well see, it's funny for me because you talk about, you know, gravitating towards some and running away from others. Um, little Emma would not be caught dead next <laughs> to uh, of any kind. Like really? I had I had a deathly fear of oh. any of the like it was bad. Um I'm sure my my parents to this day, you know, still like to tell the stories about how I was terrified of you know, Ronald McDonald and, you know, Chuck E. Cheese. Say and, you and, and Chuck any, E. Cheese
2: didn't do well, huh?
7: Oh, not at all. Not at all. Mm. And so even, I mean, even into, you know, my young adulthood, I, I, kinda, I still say, you know, I worked in athletics when I was in college and that doing that was almost like immersion therapy for me because I had to be at all of these events where the mascot was around and, you know, would come up to me and, you know, mess with me and say hi to me. And you kind of, like I said, it's like immersion therapy. You just got to get used to it. And so it helped that I knew in college, I knew the person who was playing the mascot. So at least he would come up to me. I would say, okay, okay, this is fine. I'm safe. Everything's fine. Um, but even now, like, I don't love to be like super close to them. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know if that's something that will ever ever go away. But, that's, yeah. That's funny. Uh, it's, it's interesting, though.
3: It is. Uh, let's end with this. Cole Smith ended really nicely going into the break, uh, netting a couple of goals. He was rewarded with a new contract coming out of the break. So what, what did you make of that move?
7: Yeah, you know, I think it's a good move. I think it's a good cost-effective move. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a pay raise for him. Going into next year, uh, you know, it it locks up one guy uh, on free agency that the Preds don't have to worry about now. Um, like I said, cost-effective. I think he's a big guy. He's a good skater. He has a really good penalty kill element to his game. And now, obviously, we're starting to see him produce on offense. But even, you know, even if we hadn't seen that, he just brings so much uh, that I think, you know, maybe – Fans who are tempted to kind of just look at the points and the score sheet, you know, may not see that from him. But he really does bring a lot uh, to the table, you know, as a, a third or fourth line guy. So I think it was a good move, and uh, you know, really happy for Cole because um, he he's one of the hardest workers on that team. So it's good to see him get rewarded.
3: No doubt about it. His teammates love him for sure. All right, we'll see how it all plays out tonight. I'll be in the building. You'll be in the building. Should be a fun night. At Bridgestone Arena. Emma, thanks for doing this as always.
7: Absolutely. Thank you, guys.
3: Emma Lincoln, Predators beat reporter. We'll come back, get into some things. By the way, I'm seeing some news on uh, Aaron Rodgers, what he told the Pat McAfee show today uh, at Radio Row at the Super Bowl in Glendale, Arizona. We'll talk about that and more. Your phone call is welcomed as well. 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show coming back.
9: The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1pm with the Bucks from Motlow State, taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin B. Lady Govs battle the Lady Balls of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Six Annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the Sixth Annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic. Or call 931-388-8119. That's 931 388
15: The Sixth Annual Mid-State Classic. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund thousands and weekly prizes. During the double your refund sweepstakes, your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 23 Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you Raymond in Buffalo, Maria and Miami, and jewels and troy taking control of everything that's under your control at granger we're here for you with high quality supplies for every industry plus real time product availability and access to experts ready to help call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done
9: Listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio.
3: Thank you, Big Boy Sky. Back here on The McFarland Show. Radio Row starting to crank up. Last night was the Media Days. Media Days used to be on Tuesday morning slash afternoon. I was going to say. But it's been now several years. It's been, I don't know how many years. They've moved it to Monday nights. I watched. A lot of it last night. I didn't think there was a whole lot.
2: But see, the teams that just came got there
3: doing media day, but okay. Um, you know, the Kelseys were kind of cool. I'm trying to think yeah, if there well, was I'm anything sure. that really. No. Really I mean, wasn't anything that sparked true interest.
2: I mean, listen, this isn't exactly the most star studded Super Bowl we've ever seen. Uh, you know, the, but even the guys on the Eagles who are great players are not exactly stars, quote unquote, in the league. They're great players who've been good for a couple of years. AJ Brown falls in that category easily. Good player, great player, star? Like star power? No, no he's not. No, no he's not. So, you know, he's not exactly, you know, the the kind of guy where the media is going to gravitate and can't wait to see him, can't wait to see what he's got to say. Always got he's just not that I'm not saying that's that he's terrible or something. He's just not that guy. And neither is Jalen Hurts or you know, so the Kelsey's are gonna be the closest thing you get to what the NFL media is gonna chase after. And
3: it's really Travis. Yeah. Travis is a star. By the way, have you seen his playoff playoff numbers for tight ends in the history of the league? He's, like, first in every category. Yeah. It's I mean, amazing. He's, yeah,
2: well, he's,
3: he's first in every category.
2: He's starting to to rival. He's starting to get into that list where it's just him and Jerry Rice, essentially, uh, at some point there. I know he's, like, number two, and then number one is Jerry Rice on a bunch of stuff. Well,
3: he he may very well be the GOAT of tight ends, really. That's what, you know. I mean, look. We, I need to sit down and look at it The two of again. us, have you know, we've seen sure. Kellen Winslow. We've seen Antonio Gates. Mm-hmm. We've seen... Um uh, you seen Tony, Sharp, Gonzalez? Tony Gonzalez. Sure. Uh, there's been some fantastic tight ends over the years, yeah. right? That seen we've Jason seen Whitten. Jason Witten. Jason Witten, another yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of great tight ends. Sure. He may end up going down as the best. Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. But St- Travis Kelsey's probably going to
2: hold all the records. Statistically, you know, he's probably going to he's probably gonna own the record book uh, when this is all over. So, what's yeah. interesting, nice
3: little segue, mm-hmm. it, today's game may be lending to that feeling because maybe old school tight ends, like Ozzie Newsome, mm-hmm. by the way, who was another great tight end, Fantastic. would say, eh, I don't really look at these new guys' records because today's game is geared towards offense.
2: It is. And the when tight end
3: role has changed a lot. Which I teased mm-hmm. about the Bullies of Baltimore, which yes. I watched the entire two hours last night. Mm-hmm. Trent Dilfer, I've had many, 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 many conversations. I used to do a weekly with him. Okay. For a long time. So I've, I've interviewed Trent Dilfer, uh, you know, I don't know, 60 times. I don't know how many times it's been over the years. A lot. All right. When he said this last night when I was watching, I watched, it came out on Monday night. I believe that's right. Was it Mo- or Sunday? Sunday night it came out. And last night I, I saw bits and pieces back, you know, between the Grammys and that. But then last night it, it got enough of my attention. I was like, I need to watch this. And I just happened to stumble across it last night. I couldn't sleep. And I was like, I'm watching this thing. Or at least I'm going to watch the beginning. I didn't see anything in the beginning. I ended up watching the whole thing. I couldn't, I couldn't stop. Mm. When Trent Dilford said this, that we're about to play, I went, uh-oh. ruh row. Mm. That's going to get some attention. This is what Trent Dilford said on the 30 for 30 Bullies of Baltimore.
9: Modern-day game does not impress me. It's super easy when you don't get hit as a quarterback yeah. and when you can't reroute receivers – and when you can't hit guys across the middle, I love Tom Brady. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love these guys. It's not impressive. What's impressive is
6: what they did.
3: Now, this was in front of a live audience when they did this, this whole Clearly. thing that you'll see if you watch mm-hmm. the 30 for 30. I mean, look, there's a whole lot of truth in what Trent's saying.
2: There's some, yeah.
3: But you can't disregard the body of work. By the way, Tom Brady did most of his career highlights mm-hmm. when it was still hard. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. Not, let's not pretend Tom uh, Brady's body of work and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yeah. They they were playing a bulk of their career when nobody went across the middle. Yeah. Right. When you could take liberties at the quarterback. When you could take liberties with wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So Trent, I'm going to respectfully disagree I don't think those are your best examples. If you want to truly look at today, if you wanted to make an impact in what you were saying in your feelings, you probably ought to lead with Patrick Mahomes because he's truly been in this new era of football. He Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, all the ones yeah. we're starting to already anoint, yeah. right? Those guys are going to be in that cat. And Patrick Mahomes is the leader in the clubhouse. Oh, yeah. Like, if you really wanted to make an impactful statement, one, like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, like, uh, that's just not a good example. They spent most of their career still when it was really hard for quarterbacks. Really hard for the offense. Because the defense had a lot of advantages that they don't have today. Mm -hmm. Anything now, any hit today... Is a penalty. Yeah. Back then, they didn't call that stuff. And so you could set the tone. Baltimore talks about this 23 years ago. You could set the tone. I mean, I forgot about this in this 30 for 30. There's a game against the Cincinnati Bengals in that 2000 season. Corey Dillon, the Bengals were getting thumped. Corey Dillon, Marvin Lewis was the head coach. Or no, he wasn't. Bruce Coslett was the head coach. Bruce Coslett. Bruce Coslett was the head coach. Corey Dillon just checked out. He's like, I'm done. Like I'm out, I'm done. Like I don't want. We're not winning this game. We're getting thumped, and these guys are trying to snap me in in half. I'm Mm. done. Mm. He just he he just went to the sidelines and went to the bench. And Bruce Coslet's like, get in there, and he's like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) Guys literally will pull the ripcord and say, I'm out. I'm out. Corey Dillon. It's a a different day. Corey (laughs) freaking Dillon. It's a different day. This just in, he was a pretty good running back. Oh, outstanding. Okay? He was an outstanding running outstanding. back.
2: Outstanding. Pro- probably a Hall of Famer right there He's on the cusp. Right there. Right there on the cusp. Him and a couple of other guys right there on the cusp. He said no moss yeah. on a game against the Ravens
3: in 2000. Yeah. So, I get what you're saying, Trent. Football carnage. I just don't think Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers were the examples you're looking for. I would have said Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and the today's
2: new crop of quarterbacks. So here's my thing with this. After hearing the comments by Trent Dilfer, um, you know, I, I don't have a serious problem with it as much as you might think. And, and here's why. Because I, I honestly think what we should do at this point, uh, since Trent has so much to say about today's players, I think it's only fair if we were to ask Aaron Rodgers and, and Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes and others what they felt about Trent Dilfer and what he did and whether or not they felt they felt like it was impressive. And if if they can you know give an honest assessment of Trent Dilfer and his and his play and whether or not they thought it was impressive, then you know then then we can just call it even and just have it as it is. Um, and I don't know, I've never played quarterback in the National Football League, um, but I would venture to say. Um, just taking a, a little liberty here, that if you sat Tom Brady down and Aaron Rodgers down and Patrick Mahomes down and you put some film of Trent Dilfer on, I don't know. Maybe they would be impressed with what Trent Dilfer did in his overall career as the NFL quarterback. Maybe not. I'm just saying that maybe we should ask them what they think about Trent Dilfer's career, since Trent Dilfer has so much to say about their career.
3: Well, I don't think Trent Dilfer's trying to compare himself to them. I've He's again, not? Again, no. I've talked to Trent Dilfer many, many times. Trent Dilfer will tell you he was an average quarterback. He was not a, is not, spent a lot of his time not being a very good quarterback. Made a lot of dumb mistakes. Sure. Um, and wasn't a great quarterback. He, he, he will just tell you that. I mean, he, it's not really that hard-hitting of an answer. Look at his career. But, I mean, uh, right after they won the Super Bowl, he lost the job to Elvis Gerback. Oh, yeah. They brought in Elvis Gerback and said thanks. Yes. Thanks for winning I saw the Super Bowl. that. I remember that. See you later. Yes. So, Trent Dilfer is not proclaiming to be something that he's not. He will tell you he was an average quarterback.
2: Then, you know, then, then and why he's is He's aware
3: he, of everything that was said in 2000 about the Ravens. Nobody wh- was giving the offense Then wh- wh- why
2: is he speaking in this manner? Well,
3: I just think he's just, I think he's being honest and saying that the position was a whole lot more difficult 23 years ago than it was. it he's, is today. He
2: says he's not impressed.
3: He's saying that quarterbacks are throwing more to open guys or to guys wherever on the field because guys aren't scared to go anywhere. On oh, the field I understand
2: today. what he's saying. Back just, then, guys would not go over the middle. Oh, yes. I remember because we had these things called safeties, and they would hit people, and it was legal. Yeah. They were trying to take uh, and, their know, heads off. And they no longer did that. Yeah. I mean, we can't do that anymore. Because- like Ray
3: Lewis, you were not going over the middle on Ray Lewis.
2: Oh, no. Well, no, because the middle line, yes, the middle linebackers. Because you would get and, crumbled and, up like an accordion. And really, more than anything, I'm telling the safeties are the ones yeah. that have suffered the most yeah. because we just haven't seen them anymore because they're not allowed to do what they no. used to do. They, they just were just headhunters. Yeah, but Bernard Pollard and those guys, man, oh, yeah. please, you couldn't do that now. No. Um, and they know it, and yeah. I understand and I understand what, what Trent Dofer is saying. I really do. I really get what he's saying. All I'm saying is for him to roll that out, I'm just saying also opens him up for scrutiny about what anybody wants to say about him, and I know he's heard it all, and that's fine but he's going to have to hear it again because for him to come out and say those things in the way he said it suggests to me that what he did was great and hard and what these other guys are doing is not impressive.
15: No, I
3: don't really I mean Trent, I understand. Trent Dilfer has been that guy for 23 years like Rex Grossman. Mm-hmm. We had to call her bring up Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman, we all know the list. Brad Johnson. Yeah. Rex Grossman. Yeah. Trent Dilfer, mm-hmm. right? Those guys that won Super Bowls in spite. Well, Rex the didn't team. win a Super Bowl, but yes. Well, you're right. He got okay. to the Super Bowl. Okay, so yeah. you could also Man. throw in Rich Gannon. You yeah. could throw in, you know, Rex Grossman. Well, Rich Gannon guy. was the
2: MVP of the league yeah. one year. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. Not Rich exactly Gannon is probably,
3: design. Rich Gannon. He he was a guy, believe it or not, that actually got better. Like he did. later in life, he did. right? Later in no, his he career, did. He, he did. He became really good, which oh, is yeah. weird. Like well, early on, well,
2: he found a coach and a system yeah. that worked for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah.
3: The, kind of the one-off guys that all, like, that team got to the Super Bowl in spite of the quarterback. I mean, Trent Dilfer's been that, that guy on that list for 23 years, and he knows it. Yeah. I don't think Trent Dilfer's trying to prop up himself. Again, I think he just misspoke. He used the wrong names. I think he was trying to make a point about today's game. And, by the way, there's a clip out there about Tom Brady talking about today's game. Oh, and good. he's saying – Almost essentially, exactly what Trent Dilfer is saying, but does a much better job of presenting it.
2: Oh, yeah. and the game, Listen, you and I have talked about how much the game has changed. Uh, the game has changed dramatically to the point to where I don't even know what I'm looking at sometimes because now all the numbers are lying to me. The formulas no longer work. You know, you can't run the ball first. You can't be a run first, you know, with a, with a bell... Uh, uh, you know, a, a a bell, you know, bell cow running, running back. Thank you yeah. with a bell cow running back. You, you can't do it anymore. Yeah. Now you have to run by committee and do all this other stuff. Unless you're the tights. It's very, very different. It's very, very different now, and so and and a, a lot of that is because of rule changes uh, that have happened over time. Where the NFL wants to see more fly, more high flying offense. They want to score more points. So yes, the game is different. There's no question about it. I'm just saying that. Coming out of the mouth of Trent Dilfer, it, it doesn't, it it doesn't hit you know the same way it might if Dan Marino said it, uh, or if somebody more accomplished had said it. That's that's all I'm trying to say. And if Trent is self deprecating, well that's great, <laughs> but you know it's it it just doesn't hit the same coming out of his mouth as it would some other guys that are out there. That's all. Yeah.
3: We'll come back. Tim Kelly has been named the Titans' new OC. We'd love to get thoughts on this. Adam in Portland, when we broke the news to him, Got his raw reaction was, oh, no. Oh, no. He, he sucks. Mm-hmm. No. 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 I, I don't think, and we, we talked about this earlier, because this happened right basically as we were coming on the air, right before we were coming on the air. It's not going to get met with a parade. It's not going to get met with, wow, he won the press conference. No. None of that is going to happen. So we'll continue the discussion, and we'd love to hear from you if you'd like to weigh in on Tim Kelly as Mike Vrabel's new O.C. He's getting elevated. He was already on the staff. Mm -hmm. He's a passing game coordinator. 615-844-5600. 844-5600. Wide open the rest of the hour as you listen to the McFarland Show here on this Tuesday.
15: They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the double your refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules.
11: Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule
14: an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville-area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at cordellcordell.com.
9: Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new paradigm woods and irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to match maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to worldwidegolfshops.com and reserve your free custom-fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops,
0: home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Coming off his second straight SEC
9: win, this one at the bank. Clark Lee, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, this is my favorite time of the week to be with you guys, so I'm (laughs) happy to be here. If you think that's not going to be on a promo, Clark, you
0: are sadly
14: mistaken. (laughs) Clark, you just
15: made the haters so furious, (laughs) so thank you very much.
0: (laughs) The afternoon stretch.
15: Afternoon stretch
0: with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Honest
9: Opinions, Genuine Conversations, The McFarland Show.
3: Rolling along, the Titans have named Tim Kelly as the OC. He was the passing game coordinator last season. What does that mean? Don't know. Would love to know. <laughs> what happened to Matt Nagy? What happened to Eric Biami? What happened to all the other candidates? What I don't does know.
2: passing game coordinator mean? Don't know.
3: Well, I'm don't just know. saying, if you were going to hire Tim Kelly, you, they've been done for over a month. I mean, what that would have already been done. So what happened?
2: Oh, what happened? I, I mean, I don't know. There could be a lot of different things that happened. I'm not Unless sure. Unless
3: they were just window dressing because they knew the reaction would be, like, really? Like, this is this is where you scoured the ends of the earth and you just went in-house? Because if you look at it, the O.C.'s, have been in-house, right? They've been coming from within on Mike Vrabel's staff. Yes. Other than Matt LaFleur when he first got here. Yeah. And that was a suggestion of John Robinson because John Robinson had just uh, interviewed him for the head coach job and was really impressed by him and said, hey, maybe you ought to consider this guy for OC. He's, you know, the OC out in LA, but, you know, Sean McVay, he's the one doing the play calling. And he did. Yeah. And that ended up being a good hire. But Arthur Smith was elevated. Mm Mm-hmm. Todd Downing was elevated, and now Tim Kelly was mm-hmm.
2: elevated. Tim Kelly, who does have experience. He's uh, offensive coordinator for three years in the National Football League with the Houston Texans. Um, so he's had Deshaun Watson and Davis Mills under his uh, – under his watchful eye so it's not like he's a complete rookie from from nowhere uh he does have some experience at the position now whether or not you like that experience is something completely different but he does have experience in the job and i would imagine he has a pretty developed offensive philosophy anytime you spend three years doing something you kind of have a good idea of what you want to do as soon as you get in the door no way he doesn't so that part is fine now Whether or not it works, well, isn't that the question for everything? Uh, Is it going to work or not? But at least, at the very least, uh, he won't have to try to figure out, you know, how do you do this job? How do you call plays? How do you – no, he's already got all that down. You would think after three years in the NFL, he would already have that down in that capacity. What I do want to address is this, though, Darren. If if you want to – I'm sorry, do you want to chime in here? No, I was just
3: going to say Johnny tweeted at us and said, the first thing I'd love to know – from new OC Tim Kelly, is please tell me you're not going to run the ball on first down every time, are you? So a lot of fans feel that well,
2: way. Probably not every time, but I would venture to say <laughs> there's going to be some first down running as long as Derrick Henry is the running back on this football team. Uh, that's, that's probably going to happen. So, you know, that, that's going to be tough. I, I will say after s- going through some of the social media con- uh, comments that are out there, And I will say, after looking over some of the reaction from uh, other, shall we call them, content creators that are out there uh, who are in uh, leadership positions where they have platforms of their own and they are talking about things, there seems to be this idea that Titans fans wanted Tim Kelly to be the OC all year, and now that he is the same Titans fans who wanted Tim Kelly to be the OC all year are now not happy that Tim Kelly is the OC. And pretending as if, they can't understand why that would be. Why is it that you asked for something all year, and now that that something has happened, you're not happy about it? I don't understand what the, I, I just don't, I don't get it. What, what's wrong? You guys are never happy. You guys are never satisfied. Okay, let, let me just address this real quick. Darren, you and I are on a road trip. We're in a car. All right. You and I are going down the highway. I got a tire that's going bad. Oh, that's bad. It's going bad, okay? okay. It's 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 giving us problems. It keeps losing air. You know, we wobbly. think it's wobbly. We think we got a nail in it. Okay, listen, I've got another tire in the in the back but we really don't know a whole lot about it. We've got questions about it. We're a long way from a service station, okay? So we can either keep the tire that's on here or we can switch it out to this other tire that we're not sure about. Now, listen, once we switch it out now, we can't get the other tire back. It's gone, okay? We're either gonna keep the same tire and roll with it or we're gonna switch to this other tire that's also where we're kind of iffy about it. We're really not sure, okay? So now we keep rolling we get to our destination okay we didn't switch out the tire we kept the spare in the back as intended and we're fine but now we're at you know whatever whatever auto store of your choice and we can buy any tire we want now it's wide open we can buy any tire we want and after looking at all the brand new tires and all the other stuff out here you know what we did we went and put the spare that was in the trunk on the car and kept it moving that's what we did, and now the question could be asked: Well, if you were just gonna put the spare that you already had on the car, <laughs> I don't understand why. Why did we stop and do all that shopping then? I mean, what's the point if you're just gonna put the spare on? You know, now now I'm upset because we could have had all this other stuff, but instead we just put the spare we already had in the back seat on. This makes no sense. We should have just put the spare on to begin with. I don't understand. So you can't understand the concept of once you had no choice. You only had one other choice. But now we have tons of other choices. Tons of other choices. And you decide, oh, we're just going to go with the spare. And you can't understand why people wouldn't be having some questions about that. You looked over all the choices and decided that the spare you already had was the best choice. I'm not trying to compare Tim Kelly to a spare tire, even though I just did that. Yeah, you did. I did. Yeah. But in all honesty, that's what the Tennessee Titans have done. The Tennessee Titans have looked around and decided the best fit for them and their particular vehicle is the spare they already had. And some people are questioning after looking over everything because now you have more choices. Because before you had one choice, now you have tons. And you decided to go this route. I'm not sure if this is the right route that you should go here after you had lots of choices. But let's not pretend that we don't understand why a Titans fan might have some questions about that. They have questions about the choice given the new selection. Not about the choice itself. If you only had one other thing to do, yeah. But now you had a lot of other things you could have done and you decided to do this. That's why people are upset. And the thing that makes me a little upset is that... They already know that. The people who said that, you already knew that. You know why Titan fans got have questions. You understand that. You're just being disingenuous. And that part irks me a little bit. So I'll leave it at that.
3: Maybe trying to solicit a reaction, maybe. Possibly. Maybe.
2: Hmm. Could be. Maybe. I'll, I'll leave that to you. Yeah.
3: yeah. Okay. I'll leave that to everybody out there listening. We'll come back. We will wrap up. Tuesday's edition of the McFarland Show. We will do that next.
14: Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Actual Pi customer.
9: As a small business, we're always looking for ways that we can offer the quality product and get some cost savings.
14: Meet Michelle from JJ Fister Distilling Company, a small business in California. When looking for workers' comp coverage tailored to the company's needs, she discovered Pi Insurance.
9: We heard about Pi Insurance being geared for a small business, gave Pi a call, and ended
14: up switching. Is your small business overpaying for workers comp insurance. See how much you can save at iwantpie.com. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate, so your workers' comp audit experience is simplified.
9: We saved about 30% off of our workers' comp insurance when we switched to pie.
14: It's as easy as pie to get the savings you deserve. What are you waiting for? Ask your agent for pie or get a quote in three minutes at iwantpie.com. That's iwantpie.com.
16: If you need a staycation
9: or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today.
10: It's the Bill King Show. Smoked a turkey. Smoked it about nine hours. You know the little red button? I've never liked that, first of all. And I don't trust it. The internal temperature is what you should trust, not the stupid red button. That red button never popped out either. And I was was starting to get worried because my wife likes the red button. I don't. Weekday
0: mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM.
9: Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland.
3: Indeed you are. Mm -hmm. 844-5600 before we get out of here. Let's go to Columbia. Nate is standing by. Nate, what's up? Nate, you there? Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. To Nate, over.
17: Lucky mistake I had you on mute. Oh
3: no! no. How good was the stuff you just said? Huh? <laughs> it
17: was. It was. It was not good. Well, how oh, y'all doing? <laughs> we're, we're,
1: we're fine, fine. man.
3: We're glad you were on mute. Then that was good.
17: Um. So, Darren, first off, are you gonna be in the Lexus Lounge
3: tonight? I gotta be honest. I do not have Lexus Lounge passes, and I'm. You know I'm just gonna passes. slum it. I'm just gonna slum it. just show it up down there. They know who not you are. Go down to the lounge. They'll let you in. But if somebody's willing to give me passes, you bet I'll be in the lounge. Your Woo! face
2: is your pass. You just show up down no, there. No, they're strict down in. there, man.
3: There was a time when it was easy, but they're strict down there now. Yeah, tightened up down there. They make, yeah. they make you stick your face in the screen. It checks your eyeballs. Oh, really? it your fingerprints.
2: It's a the situation They pat you down. All of a sudden.
3: They have wands. I mean, it's strict
2: now, man. Okay, Nate. Maybe not.
3: I've tried uh, to I even use... I have- I've even tried to use, like, fake glasses. I, I even went down there with a Terry Crisp mask on once trying to get in. They still
2: didn't let me in. Mm. I tried. Did you have your Stanley Cup ring on you? That's, no, that's, the that's it. Dang it. You need that 1990 Dang Calgary it. Flame Stanley Cup ring. Man, I
3: knew I forgot something.
17: Mm-hmm. Um, but so we might be going through the game tonight. It just kind of all depends. Uh, there's some family matters going on with my wife, but um, – I'm I'm real interested to see how this game's going to go tonight because I was thinking about putting a little scratch on it, but I have no idea what's going to happen. Ooh, fresh I can out see this All-Star game. Break? Yeah, that's <laughs> <I> that's <laughs> see, dangerous. Ooh, that is Nate. Uh,
3: that's sketchy. Okay,
17: I can see this game being one nothing. I can see it being
2: five, five to
3: four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: I don't know about fresh after uh, all. I here's mean, the best I advice
3: know. I got. You might want to save the scratch. Save it for yeah, another game. I, I think I'm going break.
17: to, but it's just – and especially after uh, the interview with Emma, it, I I don't know where their headspace is right now.
3: I Well, I mean, it's just – I mean, Vegas has been – you know, they've been bad. Maybe the break changed their mindset. You know, the urgency is going to be with them. The Predators want to pick up where they left off, but that's what. They've been – out for a week and a half. It's yeah. easier said than done. You know, I mean I don't
2: know. Nobody knows anything, Nate, right. about anybody's mindset coming Who back from a break knows? like this. I mean, Who it's it's knows? risk it's risky. The talent doesn't even play out the same way here, Nate.
17: Yeah, I mean we'll see if uh, like y'all said, if Soros can uh, pull off some magic, maybe he maybe he gets an empty matter, that'd be cool. Uh a couple well, of years I- after
3: Thanks. i am taking my son tonight and if we do get lexus lounge passes it's hard to get him out of there because they have a shuffleboard down there they have some other things yep so if i if we get stuck down there i'll let you know where we're in 101 you can go sit in our okay. seats because we'll probably won't get out of the lounge all
4: right well y'all have a good day guys all right nate you too
3: thank you nate that's a true story he loves that shuffleboard he loves down that there. shuffleboard down man. There. man and i do too it's fun okay it's fun but right now I currently do not have any Luxus Lounge passes. And I love the Luxus Lounge. Mm. I love it. Okay.
2: <laughs> I see
3: you do. Look, I gotta take you down there so you can experience I gotta experience. What I'm I've never experienced on.
15: it. Yeah. All right.
3: That'll do it for our show today. We'll have a lot to react to tomorrow starting at two o'clock. Have a great rest of your day. Stay tuned. Afternoon stretch is next.